In a world with custom calls, custom shotguns, and custom shotgun shells, why stop there? Why not custom decoy rigs made to hunt the way you hunt? From the jerk cords for the flooded timbers of Arkansas, to the long lines for the diver hunts of the Great Lakes, to the Texas rigs for the crawfish ponds of Louisiana and the rice fields of the Sacramento Valley. At A-Bear's Custom Decoy Rigs, LLC, they have the rig for you. From their coated cable to their patent tangle-free monofilament rigs to their endless weight, shapes, and sizes, they have what you're looking for. Find them at www.abearcustomdecoyrigs.com or find them on their Facebook page. Remember, get the rig for the way you hunt. Welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. Like always, I'm here with my buds, Joe and Sharp. Sharp. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Try to add, throw a curveball. Oh, you twisted it up. Yeah, I tried to throw a curveball, but Joe, <laughs> Joe's, Joe's like, nope, it's me. How's it going? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, Joe, you want to go ahead and talk? Kind of, uh, kind of let the people know what we're going to talk about today? Kind of how our seasons went. Uh, oh, Louisiana- man. What's up? Oh, there he goes. Dialo. You good? You good, Sharp? <laughs> well, Sharp is back in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let, we'll, let's kind of talk about how our seasons went. Louisiana just closed out. I know Arkansas closed out. Texas closed out. And, um, you know, we're getting ready to do our last our last hoorah this weekend. I like to call the last dance for 2023. Um, here in Arkansas, uh, hunting that veterans youth hunt last day. We'll be hunting Saturday with uh, Sharp and uh, his guide service. So, I mean, we'll start with Sharp, man, because you know, Sharp had a pretty exciting year this year. Yeah, it's man, it was a good one. What's your, what's your number at right now? Uh, I think I ended up hunting, let's see. I missed three of 60 and then I added two. So I'll be ended up hunting 59 days in Arkansas this year. Wow. Dang. That, uh, yeah. Um, four bands. That went well. Two of them, Drake pintails. I got one. I got my first band, um, a Drake Mallard. And the funny thing was it was supposed to be a transmitter Drake Mallard. I got an email from Osborne lab saying, Hey, if the, uh, transmitter is still on and intact will you send it back and it it didn't have one on it when i shot it but he's still sending me a replica to put on the mount so that's that's pretty that's that's pretty dope so that band are you keeping the original band on the mount or are you getting a replica the band's got to go on the lanyard that's what i'm talking about yeah i had a buddy he'll be hunting with us in arkansas he shot a banded model duck this year and he's getting the replica band and putting that one on his lanyard and putting the actual band on the on the on the mount. And I was like, uh, I'd keep it. I, uh, I'd probably do it a little bit. I mean, I'd probably do. The, I'm just being honest. Uh, for me, that model duck would have ended up in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> they all, it's a brown duck. It's brown in the pot too. <laughs> uh, hey, so he's mounting it. Yeah, he's a mounted. Uh, it, I mean, it's a good looking Drake model duck. Oh, well, what's crazy is that that lake I hunt at Eagle Mountain. I was talking to uh, 
this old head that's uh, up there and he was uh he was telling me that they i don't know where his buddy shot they shot um two bands i was like wow that's crazy he said he hasn't seen a band down in this area and since he was younger and that guy must have been like 40 some years old i mean i mean bands are kind of weird and unique um I mean, the band that I shot last year, I mean, it was up, it wasn't anything cool. It was on a Canada Goose. And I shot that one, you know, in, in uh, Nebraska last year, but it was, yeah. it was banded in um, Dakota, Dakota. So it was like, no, I mean, not, it was nothing cool. It was less than a year old. But I mean, I think a lot of things with bands is, is just general areas. Like up north, up north, they get a lot because that's where they're banding them all. And then you're going to go on the high traffic migration spots, kind of like where you're at in Jonesboro. Dude, I'd never seen one die before till this year. Yeah. Four bands. And band magnet right now. Hopefully we'll yeah. get uh, Your buddy, Rhett, he's been a band mag- magnet this year. Yeah. I think he uh, he was at, what, four as yeah, well? Four. four, and they're all four models. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man. I swear, it's like once you start killing them, you start killing them. Yeah. But I bet you I don't see a single one die next year. It's like my other guys, they didn't see it. They didn't see any of them. Yeah. None of them, none of them shot, a, shot a band this year. I think the only cool thing that we killed this year down here in Louisiana was um, I killed a, a, a little uh, Richardson and Cow, or what like people call Cacklers down here in the marsh or in the rice field. We killed one too. We killed one on a spec hunt. And yeah, he came, yeah, he came in with some specs. This one dropped right to a spec call. I mean, just did he come in by himself or with a group? He was with the spec. The spec kept rolling, and he dropped into the decoy. So yeah, this one came in with four specs, and I was guiding some guys from North Carolina on a Valen Honor hunt. They came in for five days to hunt down here. And dude, that was a good. That was probably one of my best best weeks I had um, hunting down here. And I seen those four specs come in. They locked in, all toted up, you know, melons in each hand. And um, I called the shot, kill them, boom, 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 boom. I watched three of the four drop. I'm like, that's ah, not too bad. I walked out. The closest one, it was just laying dead. The other two were crypt. I'm like, I'm going to get that one later. I go, I grab the two crypt ones, finish them off with the finisher, and I walk back. I'm like, dang, that, that speck looks weird. Its head looks yeah. weird. And when I picked it up, I'm like, oh, snaps. It's a um, it's a little cackler. I mean, it was a cool look. I mean, if I, you know, I would have shot it and I wasn't guiding dudes out, I would have probably, I mean, I would have mounted it. Yeah. I, think cool, I think they're cool little geese. I like you know, I'm a real big fan of the little geese. I like I, I want my next like mouse. I want a Rossi mount and I want yeah. a um I kind of kick my butt I kinda kicked myself in the butt last year that I didn't mount those Rossies that we killed. Oh like you Yeah. Dude, I'm I mean, surprised how many, no how many times have you done that though where you're like kicking yourself in the butt that you didn't mount a bird that you should have? I've done that yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. But especially with that widgeon. Well that, that you told me is like you should mount that bird. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I, got but, uh, some, I shot a redhead a few years back. That I kind of kicked myself that I didn't mount. We shot one in the rice this year. Did you? Evening hunt, yeah. Out of the blind, I shot that canvas back out of last year. 
game zipping right through when it holds when it holds a good number of birds i think divers kind of jump in with them so how'd your season end sharp let's kind of talk about that man see because we were all hunting like louisiana texas our last season or the because wait arkansas closed didn't they this past weekend yeah we ended on no we ended on tuesday okay how did how did it end for you that's Um, what we did end on yeah we I had to cancel clients, had some guys come up and the weather got awful. Um, roads were like, I can go out and ice skate right now on, on the driveway. Like they've kind of got the roads somewhat cleared up. Um, but it's, it was pretty bad. I woke up and called them, told them the roads were kind of bad to where we were going. And then I knew my fields were going to be frozen. So I kind of, the place I was planning on taking them, they're like, you know what? We're going to just head down to South Arkansas and get home before more weather comes in. So, of course, I was stupid and I went out and hunted. Uh, I couldn't help myself. Put the truck yeah. in four-wheel drive and scooted down the road real slow. Met up with one of my farmers. We went to one spot that had a little open water on it. Shot one green head to finish it out. Why? That, that, that ain't a bad way. That's not bad. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like that right now. We got a... Uh... Like Texas under like it, and then and then I went to the casino and lost big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this year, man, I, I've shot a lot of greenheads down here in, in the Louisiana this year. They we didn't kill yeah. a lot of greenheads up here. This yeah, the, year. the other the Lake Charles greenhead, Lake yeah. Charles. I've shot a lot of Lake Charles Mallards this year. Wait, I just don't know. That's a that's a spoonbill. Yeah. So how'd your season end, Joe? On your last day, spoonbills. Same thing. Spoonbills, yeah. Um, the, the last my about my last week and a half, it was I could go out and I knew I was gonna shoot green wing teal and spoonbills. Um, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, I had a phenomenal season. I didn't you know I probably I don't know how many days I, I, mean, I hunted. I journaled all my hunts this year, so I was kind of happy I did that. I need uh, doing that, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I journaled, you know, the wife. First off, let me give a shout out this season from somebody right now. So my wife, Megan, hey, for having a new baby and letting me go to different states and chase ducks this year with the boys, hey, appreciate it, babe. <laughs> like, she was a rock star this year. Um, but, yeah, I think I ended up not including teal seasons, just big ducks strictly. I ended up with, I think, 108, 109 birds. And then I know with teal season, I'm at, I'm at 220. So not the big numbers like old sharp here pulled out, but <laughs> you know, I can't complain too much. Hey, I was hunting every day though. I literally yeah. I only missed three days out of the regular season. Yeah, but um yeah, a lot of dude, a lot of a lot dude, this is the most green wing teal I've ever killed. Dude, for the second for this last split here in Louisiana, it's it was only there was only one day that I killed a bird that wasn't a, a teal or a um uh no I'm lying. I killed some wood ducks. But in the rice, I was only killing teal and spoonbills, and I killed one widgeon. But the rest of the all of January, besides the, the wood duck I shot, the wood ducks I shot, I had two little wood duck hunts that I did and killed a few. Um, I, everything else was uh green, green wing teal, blue wing teal, and um, 
Spoonbills. Ooh, I did have one group of mallards come in on me. A funny story about that. So we kill some wood ducks. I'm getting ready to leave the little wood duck hole. I, I, it's where Chris cut his teeth on duck hunting. And I put my gun, me and my other buddy, we put our guns in our kayaks. They're kind of pushed off in the woods and we're kind of, we leave the, we leave our decoys out and our spinnings out. We're kind of just getting all of our blind bags off the trees, off our timber straps. And I hear, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, some more ducks coming in. I look up, eight freaking mallards balled up in the, in the, in the cyber slew just coming in. And our guns are about 10 yards away from us. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. You know, like, rule number one is always have a shotgun on you. But when we were done, we had our wood ducks and we're like, all right, whatever. But yeah, we tried like moving to our guns. But the second week, we heard that they seen a splash to go to our guns. They just popped up. And by the time we were shooting, we were just shooting at freaking tail feathers. That's crazy. But yeah. So, I mean, we kind of ended our seasons in our different states and stuff. Uh, How was yours? So mine, I went to Eagle Mountain. It was uh, actually Saturday. Um, man, it was just dead. There was an overcast. I mean, it was just, we saw a couple birds fly, but they wanted nothing to do with even the area we're in. Uh, we It was kind of a walk-in area up in the northern part of Eagle Mountain Lake. And me and my buddy put out decoys. I, I brought another buddy out. Uh, he was in, he was at Bragg. He was he was in the army too for a while, um, and man, it, it was his first time. So I kind of felt like oh God, man. I was trying to like get him on a bird or something, but they just didn't want nothing to do with anything, man. Even yeah. there was uh, three other groups there that I, that I knew that were close to us. Nothing was working for anybody. Um, they just they didn't want to do it. We didn't see too many. I think we saw maybe we saw a bunch of pairs. We didn't see too. We didn't see groups. Paired up right now. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Like, I was of pairs. Tell you on your decoys for this weekend, put everything in pairs. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, so I'm. I'm probably gonna bring three dozen, um, three dozen decoys, a dozen pintails, a dozen. There like, huh? oh, green wings towards the end of the season. I was like, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. You think all. I should bring teal? Oh yeah, there's still teal. I, the second to last day, I shot. Did I bring the flocka flickers. Yeah, bring the flock of flickers. So for this uh, weekend, I'd be careful, dude. It's either like they like it's weird. It's either they eat the spinning wings up and they come land right on them, or as soon as they see a flicker, yeah. You know what? I, I think I'm just gonna bring a jerk cord. I, I might bring my spinning wings just in case. Bring them out there. Sunshine day, so that might be a good like. It's supposed to be a good sunshine day on. on uh, yeah. But I'll I'll bring a jerk cord. Um, what decoys do you think I should bring? If you're if you're you know, what, what should uh, I bring? I'd definitely bring a dozen pintails because that's what we're seeing a lot of pintails. Maybe like six boombills, six mallards. Pair those up and then mm-hmm. double deal. Uh, that's Where's that's that should do just, the trick. So I'm just going to bring the flock flickers just in case. And then, yeah, just bring just in case. I'll bring I mean, decoys. I mean, I'll bring, I'll bring pintail decoys. I still have the, I have the tangle free ones. Oh yeah. So yeah. Bring your, I said, oh. I'll bring my pintails. You bring your pintails. I have the mallards and then I have and a shit ton of teal. Um, yeah. The teal are a lot of teal around. 
And yeah. like, it's weird. They like show up. If there's teal around, there's a lot of teal around. Yeah. It's like, and that's what our past couple hunts, like our good hunts have been. It's been, you, everyone shoots their pintail and then we shoot, get into teal. The mallards have been weird this year, man, up here. I just haven't really gotten to the mallards good on the rice. Now the guys in the woods, they've been banging on them. Yeah. I think they're yeah. really doing fields. At, I think the mallards are really starting to do fields at night and then go back and sit in the woods all day. Yeah. Oh, especially if you get a full moon, they, they eat pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. did y'all see that uh, that video on Instagram of that one duck that had all the acorns in its crawl? Yes. I did. Yeah, the mallard? Yeah. yeah. The mallard drake, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I've had wood ducks like that. I've had been stuffed across some of the acorns. I mean, and I mean, think about it. That's what, I mean, that's a good high food source for them, and that, I mean that's why they're going to the woods. I mean, it kind of makes sense, if, you know. And that cold front hit, they're gonna eat. They're gonna fill up with food right before that cold hits, and it was right before this cold hit. Yeah. So I mean, I guess so. So people know we're we're gonna go on this hunt. Um, have some good eating Friday. What's yeah, crawfish. Leaving? I'm leaving here at six in the morning. I'm coming with 60 pounds of crawfish, boys. Are oh, you leaving at six in the morning? Yeah. I'm trying oh, to man. get there. I'm trying to get there about two in the afternoon, link up with Shark. And then we can figure out where everyone's going to hunt. Yeah, we're going to drive around and then get that crawfish boiling, boys. Yeah, I probably won't be there till close to six. Yeah. But uh, yeah, get that crawfish, wake up the next morning, get a hunting in, and Kind of end the season with all of us. We may uh, do. We may try to do a little goose hunt. We may try to get a little goose hunt. And if they're, I'm not gonna lie to you though. They kind of I around a lot of my spots. Don't get me wrong. There's still geese around. There's always yeah. geese. Around. And if you ride the roads enough, you'll find them. But around a lot of our spots, we haven't. I haven't been seeing. Them, I mean, but. on the on the geese, no pressure, bud. But really, if we can get a duck hunt and then we get do we get the fellowship. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm really dude, I'm bringing we're bringing the crawfish, the rumalot sauce, the club yeah. crackers. It's about, it's about to go down. The onions. It's gonna yeah, help wounds from what happened to my side side. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man, oh, we, gotta, tell, we gotta post that on social media. That. Yeah. Um. So I was hunting off the cash and I had on me while I was hunting and it uh, flooded my stuff. Well, I'd say, what'd you say that thing about seven foot, probably seven foot, the top of the roof, probably seven foot. It was about six inches from the top of the roof. Maybe, maybe a little, a little under a foot, but I was, we got a skid blind that we put up on uh, some stilts and stuff and put some supports under it. And then we uh, put it up against the tree line, a little hidden field we got right off the cache. And it's kind of down in a bowl all the way the property sits. And you can ride the levee beside the cache to get down to it. So I did that and went in with one group of four guys. I had a bigger group that day. I think I had, I think I had six. So I took four on the first go. And, and a dog and five dozen decoys made it to the blind, dropped them off, dropped all my decoys, went back, 
through the same spot I came in at. It was water was like right at my intake. Went through. Pick up the other guys. We start going. I tap the side of my side by side, like, come on, baby, you can do it. And we start going and she blup, 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 putters out on me. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, ah, no big deal. Happened last year. All you got to do is change the oil, take the engine uh, head off and just kind of blow, blow all that water out with a, uh, with air hose and you're good to go. Um, well, while we were hunting, what I didn't see was the water was coming over the levee. Um that runs the big ditch. Now this ditch when it doesn't have any water in it is 20 foot deep. Like it is a big ass ditch. And when it got light, I could finally see that the water was coming over it. So I was a little worried about it, but I wasn't that worried about it. About an hour into the hunt, that son of a gun broke. Like it went from just like flowing over to freaking waves. Like I'm talking about there is easily one foot rollers from where it was uh, coming in. My clients kept kind of asking me, they're like, Hey, uh, we good. I was like, yeah, we're good. But I, you know, because the water was rising, but I didn't like, I didn't act worried, but I knew I had a spot marked on our blind where if it got to that spot on the blind, I was going to say, all right, guys, hunts over. We got to, we got to go hit this big, big levee by side the cash. So that happened. We had to walk out and well, that water stayed up there for a little over a week. My side by side was under for a week. Um, I got a video of me driving up to it in a boat. <laughs> Dude, man. So did you have insurance on it? Yeah, I got insurance. Yeah, we tried fixing good. it, but there's a, there's a rod knocking in the engine. So I think I'm going to claim insurance. Yeah. And I had a girlfriend. I said, baby, you know that money I was saving up for a house? We're getting a Can-Am instead. <laughs> oh, dang. How'd that go? <laughs> good, good. Okay. We're still good. Yeah. So I guess you know, we want to talk about some gear that we really liked this year and some gear that we, you know, that kind of failed us or kind of like, well, was whatever. I guess what your big your big thing was a can that Can-Am this year? I got to borrow a uh, guy's Can-Am, and I fell in love with it. I got to borrow a guy's XMR. Uh, his name's Tim Williams. Shout out to Tim. He really helped me out this year big time. He kind of runs his own little guide service, Waterfowl Legends. Um, and he has a pit kind of around us, and he would let me go hunt with him. Or if he wasn't hunting, he'd let me go pick up his truck, take his side-by-side out, and do beast. Like, but in a gumbo field, we had ten people on it. We had nine people on the side by side. Oh dang! Right on the roof, on the placard, and that thing like did not skip a beat. Now, once we got out and where it wasn't flat, we got people to hop off, and you know we made trips just because we didn't want to flip it being top heavy, but it took that many people out of a gumbo field and did not even think about getting stuck. So I'm, I'm kind of sold on the Can-Am. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What other guess? What, what should we do first? Should we do gear that failed or gear that we liked? Uh, I mean, we could just like, man, just go with it. Like we always do. Right. Um, I mean, I think the, 
the biggest thing for me is uh, things that I, I think I'm going to get in the future, man, is, uh, and I was talking to Joe about this, is I'll probably gonna get a kayak, man, just because um, I think one of the biggest things for me is like being able to, to maneuver through tighter spots and uh, a boat or whatever. So how good are you at woodworking? Uh, not say, uh, there's have you ever heard of Karahummers before? I, don't, I think I brought them up once or twice. Maybe I don't know. It's all right, it's like it's a sneak boat, so it's like, oh, the, yes, it, it's your Bill Jones. Thing. You and your dad built one out of quarter inch uh plywood, and then yeah, five, so it's really light and pretty. Like you buy the plans online for 25 bucks. And I think the more people you get to go in on the material, the cheaper it is. Cause I know we looked into it a while back, but one of my buddies, he he's the only one that's actually good at work woodwork. And he's like, you're not conning me into building you a freaking boat, dude. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'll go with, with gear that I like gear that kind of failed me and then gear that I want. So my first year that, man, by far this year, I was super happy with my Drake waders. I got the Drake front zips. Um, now, there was cons with them. All my outside zippers broke. Right? Even your main zip? Not my main zip. My good zipper was stayed, you know, it's still staying true. Easy zip. But I, so if you look at them, they have met these mesh pockets. Now, why are they mesh? I don't know. They don't keep anything dry, but there are a mesh pocket with zippers. Those those zippers busted. Uh, everyone that I know who has these pair of waders, those those same zippers bust. Um, heck, you, when you see me hunting um, Saturday, me and the, the two other guys that are coming with me, they seen how much they I like my waders. They turn around, and they bought a pair of the um, Drakes. They're, I mean, I just love, they are good waders. I, I mean, I probably hunted 30, 30, 35, maybe 40 days this, this year. I need to count up uh, in my journal. Um, but no leaks, man. No leaks. I In between my splits, I did wash them and I'd retreat them with um, uh, camp dry type stuff, uh, spray seal to reinforce the Gore-Tex, but I've had no, no leaks at all, man. Um, and that's very rare for waders to go a season without a, some type of leak. Um, and I've hunted, you know, I've hunted timber with them. I've hunted marsh. I've hunted teal. You know, I, I've been hunting those every day since teal season. And the only issues that I had were those two front zippers that popped. Um, the liner I like, um, I, mean, I, I can't, I have nothing. I, mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about those. Um, no, we'll, we'll say with gear that failed me this year was um, a, a certain name emotion brand that you know we that we used to uh, hang around with. Um, yeah, I mean, some expensive decoys that 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 didn't work or didn't work out of the box, and we just had some issues with. Um, uh, you guys, if you're viewers, you can figure out the name of those people. They're no longer then, on our logo. And then, so uh, I think here you, <laughs> you want. 
<laughs> it's funny you want to change the subject so quick, but it's true. Hey, no, I, no, I'm here, I, I, no, I'm yeah, here for the viewers, man. Um, yeah. It is what it is, man. We started opening stuff and taking it out of boxes, man, and it was not working. Um, I can't put my name on that, and I, uh, I can't tell people to go buy that type of stuff. I mean, it's a shame. I mean, when it works, it's great, but when it works. Um, gear that I want, man, I want a rig and right uh, refuge runner. Uh, it's a decoy bag. It kind of sits on like a big backpack. Um, it's mesh in the, it's reinforced mesh on the bottom. So water can get in and out. It holds 24 decoys. It has a shotgun holder on it and it has a, a pocket, uh, side compartment for your, from, um, uh, spinning wing and it's poles. So, I mean, right then, you know, for me and my boys, I can get two of them. Me and Joey could pack in, I mean, at that point, four dozen de- four dozen duck decoys with two mojos or two lucky ducks or whatever spinning wing we're going to use. I mean, especially for teal season when I'm hunting marshes, I mean, 24 teal with two spinning wings. I mean, that's probably the, the ideal setup to run a marsh out here during the teal season. Um, I think teal season just coming up a year for teal season, I'm really going to concentrate on. Uh, it, that's, you know, that kind of seems like, you know, this year we had a good hunt in Louisiana. We had, you know, we had a good big duck season. Um, guys that have, you see guide services that have um, more than one spot to hunt can stay on the birds real good. Uh, but it seems like for the, the average guy, teal season's kind of where you want to make your money at down here in Louisiana. So anything that makes me, I could chase those birds better during the September teal season um, is what I'm going to probably stay on. And I have a bonus, I have a bonus one. I don't know if I sent you guys a link to this, but I want to, I want to try their product and I actually want them on the show. It's that banded duck decoy. Ah, uh, the head, they go. Oh, no, yeah. so it's not the head that goes, it's the head is a pendulum and it it looks it looks uh, like the hungry hippo. The feeder just, one. Yes, the feeder one. It looks like a hungry. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a duck going down like that. Yeah, the head just slaps the water. Head, right? Yeah. You like cut water out there at the back of the head. A little bit, yeah. Forth, yeah. Yeah, I want to try that, and I want to see me out. I want to find a good swimmer. Um, I mean, I, I will say, you know. A lot of the swimmers I did use this year, I'll say from TRD, when when they were working, they worked great. Um, I kind of seen where that motion from the swimmers really gives, you know, it, it really helps on finishing birds. Birds. All right. I'll, uh, I will say I was not a fan of the Higdon swimmers because of the noise. Well, I think they did something different. And I saw some newer models this year, and I was a big fan of them. Yeah. Uh, my swimmer from the company we're not talking about, I guess. It, <laughs> it didn't work. Like I got, I had, I've used it maybe one time, and it worked for five minutes and then shut off. And then like it always get hung up in something. Didn't have enough ass to get it. Like even in like a little bit of current, dude. And that thing just sat there and like like a normal ass decoy. And I went and yeah. checked it still freaking on and um i was happy with their uh with their ripplers their full body rippler the butt rippler on no one days it really does put a good wake out like no other decoy ripple and decoy i've seen 
it does do that. But that swimmer, I was not happy with. Um, I guess, I guess I'll kind of go on. That's my gear that failed. Gear I want, I want to uh, definitely want to get a Can-Am, and then I think I'm going to invest in some higher end spec decoys. And I really Ooh. want some upright head. Yeah. Um. What do you think? What are you thinking about? Because yeah. Some Davis Miss. All right, I'm thinking about SXs. I like SXs. If you look, if you go through, Avians look great, right? I like the Avians. They do have that good upright head. That that is the one thing they have. But you only get like one or two per twelve. That SX sells a whole entire uh, dozen of straight upright heads. I know, I know. Dude, I'll tell you what. So I came on a deal off some SXs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, Bro, I, I love, I love them. them. I my my mentality for specs because the way I a lot of times I hunt specs is I'm running traffic on specs. They're in my duck spreads, right? Yeah. Um, I'm real this year. I'm work or for next year. We kind of got some things going where we're working on getting some dry ground. Um, and running bigger, bigger spec hunts. But most of the time it's for me, when I'm killing specs, I'm killing over water, which personally I think is harder than killing them on dry. I think it's really hard. You got to have good conditions to kill them on water. So I'm going to go to smaller spreads more realistic spreads. Cause like when you're riding around and scouting, you always see that small little group of specs just sitting on their own beside big feeds. So if I can kind of get in a traffic line, put out some real nice decoys, I think I can keep it, keep it going. Yeah. Shoot. So yeah, I really like, I will say this. I really like, um, the, the, the those SXs. I, I came on some SXs for on, on a pretty good, um, they're pretty much given to me. They're brand new, pretty much given to me. I love them. Um, I, I like their stake system. I really like the the, the way it, it it almost looks like a little star up there, and it it turns. It, it, you know, it, it's not like when when you know like on a windy day how some of them just spin. Yeah. It it, it the, the the stake system won't allow it to spin like that, and it, it, it's almost like a bunch of notches is hitting, so it moves more like naturally, almost kind of like. So it doesn't have the the cone like the uh, the GHGs. Like I do like GHG. That makes so really it does have a cone, but it's not like the GHGs. Because I have GH. I'm running this year. I had two dozen GHGs and a dozen um, um, SX. And so the cone is part of the decoy. You know, you know, it's built in. It's built into the body. Not unlike the GHGs, is kind of its own little. Like traffic kind of looking thing in there, yeah. Uh, where you know, and then it has this little cutout where the stake can only go left and right so much. This one is a, its own thing, and the stake, um, it like I said, there's, it, there's it's almost like little notches on there, like little fingers. So on a windy day, it won't just spin. It'll kind of like, I mean, it'll, it'll move, but it's more, it, it more of like kind of like slows its movement down. Um. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we're talking about David Smith. Oh, I don't, I don't think I can. Those are like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bro, 
If I had the money, I'd be running plucked DSDs all day long. Yes, dude. I, I was looking at those four DSDs, and I'd be smacking them. But yeah, that's bro. like, what is that? Four dozen? That's close to probably five. Mm, no, nah, that's that's high balling it. That's probably three thousand dollars somewhere around there. So a dozen of those uh, SXs are four fifty. Oof. Yeah, but. Yeah, I won't pay for it, but I mean, hopefully I can get it back in tip money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at the David Smiths right now. Yeah, that's that's something that I actually want to do is uh, get more uh, goose decoys for next season, but for Canada's and uh, crackers and stuff. But um, And then maybe if I hunt the, the panhandle, get some snows. Hey, I know y'all. I, I, I know Joe's going to say something about this, but... <laughs> Dude, dive bombs new spec floaters look really good. They yeah. do. And so I haven't even seen them. They, they uh, look really good. Yeah. I'm not gonna like dive bomb. I like there's there's certain products I think that they did better on than their um competitors. Their their silos. A silo is a silo is a silo. People can say whatever. I mean, God man, a silo is a silo. But yes. There is some products I do like about Dive Bomb that aren't silo related, and they do have some really good floaters. So the dates, like. I'm going to Dave Smith right now. For six of them, they're 450 For six. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, I love, if I have to get in the blind bag, it's going to be a, a Dive Bomb. I think that, that the fact that Dive Bomb makes that they make a, a TPU 100%. I could put it under a fire hose, dunk it in water, um, dry bag, blind bag is genius. I don't know how anyone hasn't thought about that before. Um, but I mean, yeah, I do. I, I think their, their dry bag series of like gun bags and bl- blind bags and like shell bags is um, they are the best in the market for, you know what? I saw that I liked for waterproof uh, blind bags. I had a guy bring a, a high and dry book bag, and it's got that good zipper. Like it's got the zipper on it, like uh, all the waiters do. So it's, is it is it the high and dry that we've seen over at? Um, I talked to Delta. So there's two companies of high and dry, and they they kind of spell it different. There's that waiter company out of the East Coast, high and dry. And then there's a high and dry guys that make that stick thing that we've seen in the book bag. It's those guys. It's the guys that make the stick thing. They make that uh, book bag. I kind of have one similar to it. Um, It's a uh, fish pond. It's my fly fishing one. But it's kind of like I got, uh, oh, it's like a slate. It's like almost like a blue color. You know, it's like a it's like a blue, um, gray color. I yeah, I mean, if it's, in, out, if, if it's in the blind with you, bud, I mean, yeah. take that thing on the seat, they ain't gonna see it. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know me, I'm moving all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be out in the field, but I mean, I'm, I don't know, I've, I'm always gonna say I like the, the backpacks. I mean, the the one that rig them right, I love that one. Um, I yeah, think I the only one I would get is that the locker one that uh, it was a Dr. Duck has. Yeah, Dr. Duck. It's yeah. so expensive. Dr. Yeah. Duck one, good too. 
yeah, yeah but it's, it's, because you can it, you can uh it comes with the like the timber strap timber strap yeah you can have I'll tell you what, if i was strictly hunting timber that's the one i would have oh man i love that thing i mean if i don't know if i if i come around to it i'll probably end up getting one of those but right now man that rig i'm right i've been hunting for it for the past what two seasons and yeah. it's been good i've thrown it it's been in the timber with me it's been in the marsh it's been uh everywhere so i mean i like it man i like that the i mean just the accessibility of getting like if i if I, my face gets colder and i need to put a beanie on i they have a zipper right on the on the on the bottom of it so i could just grab stuff so so i go ahead joe uh i would say um not to stay on the same topic of gear what shells were you guys using this year because this year I, I did a little bit of experimenting uh i used the apex for the first time and I use some bottom. Like those. Uh, I use their steel, and it, I mean, it was steel shot, but it, it shot good. It patterned pretty good. Um, I use those. Uh, what are the, uh, is it Mega or Migra? Migra, Migras or whatever. Yeah. I, actually, like man, it? I didn't mind what, it. What, I, I what, actually what used it. You? I used it. This I used it at on the um, snow goose hunt. Yeah, and man, I didn't mind it. I liked them. Yeah. Um, what, what, what blend did you use? Were like two fours, five what? threes. I think there were two fours. Two fours. There were uh, that kid Brandon's. Yeah, he had them. As a matter of fact, no, he got them at the when we went to um, DW's. Yeah, that's where he had got them at. Yeah, and I was. I mean, I used them. I I liked them, but before that, I mean, I shot Boss Federal. Yeah, I shot you. I swear, this year. And uh, I'm gonna buy probably another case of them. Is the Boss Stinger Load number eight? Yeah, I have those, but I don't have the uh, number eight. I, I use Boss Stingers, and I'll tell you what, I like those better. I shot Boss Stingers, and then um, in Arkansas earlier this year, I was shooting uh, the Boss number four, no, number three inch three Boss from, um, you know, that's what they recommended for the hunt that we took those guys on. Up there with Mr. Charles and, and um, Clint, I like the I do I shot everything from doves this season to mallards to wood ducks to the teal during teal season with you sharp and I mean I've been kill, I'm still killing spoon, fully plumed spoonbills with the boss number eight two and um stinger lows two and three quarters uh, out of a modified choke. I mean though that's a lot of pellets coming. It's not. It's you know it's a lot of pellets and what they say is those that bismuth is a number eight equivalent to a number six steel. So yeah, I actually really like I really like those. I mean, you know, going that small shot and um, shooting out like a modified pattern at it. Yeah, I didn't really switch it up from seasons before. Like my cheaper rounds were the Kent steel. Um, but shot boss, uh, black cloud. And then, I mean, I, I still, I still like heavy X. Yeah. I shot some of the other, the heavy 12 tungsten. Yeah. So, I mean, I like those. And then I, I did shoot the, um, heavy steel. I did shoot that. Um, but kind of kept the only, the only thing new I did shoot was the one I, that, uh, Brandon. Box, yeah, my I items. didn't mind them. I thought they were all right. I mean, yeah. It, 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 I had snow goose on the ground with myself. Uh, 
You shot strictly by I mean, pretty much strictly bosses, didn't you? Sharp. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I shot. I shot pretty much business all season. Um. I tried a couple different companies. Uh. Well, I, beginning of the season, I ran through the rest of my black clouds to shot those. I mean, that's just a number twos. That's like honestly a. That's one of my favorite steel, sh- like straight steel shots. Um, it does really good. Then out of my 12, I shot two and three quarter inch three fives. And then I had some fives. So like if I knew I was shooting ducks and geese, I'd be shooting the three fives. Once I got them, like once I figured out my pattern on them, I was smoking stuff, dude, smoking specs with it. Yeah. And, I I love that three five blend. It's my one of my favorites. Um, out of my twenty, I shot. If I was hunting ducks, I shot sixes. I I liked it. Um, I was smoking them within like thirty. Um, they were great. Uh, just kind of found out that's like my range with that with that shot size. That's yeah. when it's like actually effective, and that's when it's patterning good. Um, then I tried. Uh, the Winchester number four bismuth. How do you like that? I re- dude, they hammered specs, and I shoot a modified out of my 20, and like that 30, 30 to 40 yards is about as far as I'll shoot at them with my 20, and it does, it's it's effective. It clean, it's a clean, uh, ethical kill. Nice. Um, and then I tried. I tried the Browning Wicked blend. I uh, I picked up some three and a halfs for my twelve, um, and they're BB and one shot bismuth. And let me tell you, boys, they are hammers on some geese. Really? Hammer. Oh, dude, they kick like a freaking mule, but they not. <laughs> dude, so that's that's one shot bismuth. It's. One shot bismuth. So I think that's it's in like, like, uh, it like a hammer. Dude, there's some there's some kick behind it. Um I think it's like 3070 is the blend or something like that. Yeah. So it's that bismuth on the front end and then 70% steel on the back end. Yeah. But I had a bunch of guys around here shoot that wicked blend because that's what uh DNW was selling it selling a lot of and they really liked it yeah i might pick some up while i'm down there yeah i'm gonna gonna be shooting fours out of my out of my 20 i'm just gonna buy fours and then i'll buy like some sixes or sevens for wood for hunting in the woods knowing you're gonna shoot them close yeah dude i'll tell you what um you know you said you like that um the black cloud dude i'm still a fan of like if it wasn't so so dang expensive. I'm a huge fan of the Black Cloud TSS. Oh, yeah, it's expensive, could, man. If I could shoot that all day long. I yeah, can't. Black Cloud, yeah. I can't. Like, Black Cloud TSS, man. That was that has been my fate and out of a uh, Pattern Master Black Cloud choke, that's been my favorite. I mean, to be honest, I'm not saying try it, but you can definitely kill stuff at 80 with that, no problem, because they do it with turkeys all the time. Like yeah, if you're with, a, if with you're that black cloud. Yeah, yeah. Like TSS, you can not. I mean, think about it. Think about what they're doing with turkeys. I mean, you're yeah. a full choke. If you're a good, if you're a good shot, I mean, that'd be way too expensive to go to the range and try to yeah. like 
get your lead and stuff down, but I guarantee you can knock them dead at that distance. Guarantee. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's one conversation I do want to have um, on this on this podcast for you know for the viewers. It's kind of like I, I listen to a good podcast. Um, under the waterfowl podcast, I listened to you know um, the foul life, and he had it. And I said it to you guys. I don't know if y'all listened to it about the ethical hunting and the ethical. Yeah, I, I think I had already listened. To that I never asked it, but we talked about it. Yeah, it's a it's a good one, and I kind of want you know we have people that I know that are, are really good friends of mine that that don't like water squatting, and I've seen a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, you know, don't even bring that up this weekend. Because, you know, I want me and him don't get to hunt a lot together. And we like to enjoy our times together. We're bigger enough on the phone. So, are the guys like older brothers? So let's not even bring it up this weekend. We'll wait to we'll wait another time to bring it up. Is he going to be with us on that hunt? I know, he but he, he'll be at the lodge and stuff. Okay. Um, uh, I know. He'll be. We're all gonna eat together, and then we may all hunt together um, Sunday. Oh, so Sunday's still a maybe then. Sunday's still a maybe. Yeah, uh, I got some. I'm I'm working on some stuff right now. All right. Uh, I got a buddy with a permanent spread. I'm trying to see how much it will cost for us to go run in it. That's a maybe. All right. No pressure. Um, so but yeah. Because there's, dude, there's a lot of guys now that are I'm watching that are re- really, really handed. I've seen it a lot this season because we had a real good push of snow geese this year down here in Louisiana. I'm talking about hammering, just shooting volleys. of the. I, I'm talking about like skyscraper birds. And they're hitting some. They are hitting some and dropping some. But I'm watching these birds just get peppered. And they're not falling. And you know, you know, you know they're hit. And they might they they might be getting another mile and a half half mile flight in before they they land and finally die. You know, I that's something we need to talk about too because like guys get mad when because I never know who I'm hunting with. You know, yeah. I, we Facebook. I could be hunting with a federal game warden. Um, yeah. I can if I see that y'all hit a bird and it flew away, I have to count it. Count that's it. Yeah. Of- absolutely. That is a part of my job and people get pissed sometimes, but it's like, look, even if we can't find that bird, that's considered our bird. We shot that bird that is added to our daily bag limit. Yeah. And I don't like, you know, for everyone listening, if you crip something and it goes down, you, you guys don't know who's watching. It's not that hard to see out, especially if you're hunting fields, someone to pull yeah. up the binoculars, you will get a ticket for that. You yep. will get it for shooting over your limit oh yeah yeah i mean i hunted some public land this year we hunted uh lacassine one day and we went back into i mean i watched the wardens came up and i i watched some guys not leave that refuge with, with they left without the shotguns let's put it like that <laughs> yeah it was I mean, it was pretty sick because they were younger kids and you know they got busted and i know they got they got busted with, with no plugs and it's like but it's not worth hunting a refuge a federal refuge when I eat, when I know the hunting's good, and every you know, you know, guys down here in Louisiana have been having rough seasons, and we finally had a good one. But it's not worth going on there and taking the plug out to get you know to fit a few more shells in. I mean, it's just it's not worth it, man. 
And I hate seeing the jab in the young the younger kids. Yeah. You gotta spend uh, more time at their age, make those effective. Yeah. Um all right. So I guess, man, before we kind of like uh cut it off, what's uh what do we, uh this season? Let's I mean, I know the season's about to end, but I mean what are some plans that uh, individually, and then us as Flyway Connections uh, going to do this season. Oh, off season, or you're getting ready for or next season. Off season, and then I guess we can t- talk maybe what's going to happen next season. I know we talked about getting in some hunts in different areas, but um, the only thing off the top of my head, I think right now is maybe going to the Duck Expo. So yeah, I'm going to go Duck Expo. Um, for me, my kids got kids came up to me. Um, after talking to Mr. Bill Daniels, you know, he kind of talked to my boys. Uh, they're gonna get, they're gonna give their shot at um, some Main Street calling this year. So we got actually a competition coming up. I'll be blowing and meet, and they'll be blowing to meet juniors and teams in March 11th in the Lacassine, Louisiana. For guys who you know want to come down or want to you know hang out with some of the probably. You know, not me. Was, there's gonna be a lot better. I go there to donate money to other callers, uh, but there's gonna be some good. <laughs> there's gonna be some good guys calling and um, just hang fellowship with some other duck hunters. But my two boys, they kind of want to, you know, they kind of want to get into the higher, the the higher level of duck calling. Um, and we'll probably blow in Simmons cut down, and then we'll go back to up to Arkansas this year and blow in the Arkansas World cut down. Um. And then I mean I'm a I'm I'm a chase turkeys, and then I'm a fish crop and I'm a crappie fish. And that's what I'm gonna do until you know I'm gonna hit it hard um, next spring. Uh, my dad and my brother are coming down here, so I'm looking at doing some big um, teal hunt. They want they're gonna come down here for a week for teal hunting. So nice. that'd be nice. I'll probably get with get with you sharp, and we'll get them on some teal hunts, and then just. Um, I think I'm gonna give me another little rice lease. I mean, me and um, with uh, out of you know a buddy I know down here, and um, just hit 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 the ducks and hard again. Hopefully, they come down here again next year and just. The dog. Oh, oh. What's up? Cough, cough. <laughs> yeah, I need a dog. Yeah, yeah. I said you need a dog. Cough, yeah, cough. I, I do need a dog. <laughs> um, right now we have we <laughs> we have another we have a little rug rat running around. Uh, once you know yeah, he gets old enough, we get it. You know we're not chasing uh, a little toddler around anymore. I'll, I'll get a dog. I mean, yeah, this year, even and it, and it wasn't like I was I was losing dead birds in the rice, just not high rice double. I mean, they were just dead. I mean, I, I was watching them crunch, and it was God. I mean, some we fe- it seemed like the ones that were crypt were the easier ones to find because you could see them moving around and go chase them down. But some of the ones that were stoned and then stay a little bit. I mean, I lost a good amount of birds, and um, it sucks. If anyone knows me, if anyone's ever hunted with me, I absolutely – you want to get me in a bad mood that day? Two things, decoy rigs that tangle and um, losing birds. Speaking of decoy rigs, another another rig that um, I used, and we're talking about gear that I, um, I really liked, A-Bear Custom Rigs. He made a Virginia rig that he had me test. Um, I'll bring them down. I'll show them to you guys. We'll hunt with them this weekend, and I'll show them off. Those are the real deal. I like those Virginia rig. The way you read the Virginia rigs, a lot better than the Texas rigs. 
And uh, I think I'm going to move, move all my decoys to mono Virginia rigs for next season. So I guess for the the newer waterfowler or people listening, what's it? Can you explain a Virginia rig to them? So I can explain it. So you know how you have the texture rig? You have that one limp crimp, the uh, one uh, loop crimp. So on this one, you have a loop crimp on one end, a loop crimp on both ends. It's a free running weight with a free running swivel. So what I like about that is you can fold them in half and it shortens it for transportation. And then with a free running swivel and a free running weight, I can get, I can do 42 inch um, weight or 42 inch uh, leader line on it. And if I need to, I can shorten it down to like six inches wrapping around the keel and just kind of hooking the, the free running loop on to the keel. And I can go from six inches all the way back out to the 42. So it makes it, it makes it more versatile with uh, hunting in, you know, different depths of water. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> on the Instagram page. I'm kind of, yeah, no, we definitely I think we'll do that. Uh, we can do that hell, Friday or Saturday. Yeah. If we have, we'll, I'll, like I said, I'll hunt them. Maybe we do, maybe we do a little Instagram live too. While yeah. All together. I'm down. We can do that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, same thing and get my fishing in. Uh, since I'm back in Texas, I'll, I'll definitely do some hog hunts. Uh, turkey, turkey, we have uh, two seasons in Texas. We have spring and fall, so I'll do some turkey in the spring here uh, coming up. I'm actually thinking about making a trip down to uh, Panhandle for some turkeys and stuff, West Texas. So Yeah. A buddy of mine was telling me he's really, really good up there with the Rios and stuff, so see what happens with that, but I Gonna get some fish, a whole bunch of fishing in, but um, I know Joe doesn't want to hear it, but I, not only will I crappie fish, I'll probably catfish too, just because <laughs> I'll <would> catfish. <laughs> but uh, um, but I love crappie fishing too, so I'll get some crappie fishing and uh, probably try to find a little crappie hole or something like that. So, but other than that, man, I mean, just kind of get ready uh, for next season. I think that one thing that we I kind of brought up is. I think I definitely went and I talked to Joe a little bit about this. Um, probably going to get more uh, goose decoys. There's, there's a grip pile. I didn't get a hunt this season. I wish I would have hunted. Um, but you, you see a lot of Canada geese out there and stuff just hanging out there in that little grip pile. So uh, it's on the it's by the one, one of the main lakes here, Bridgeport. So but, I, mean, I guess we'll see you next year. podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be saying that on the podcast. You might find a viewer. Well, it might be a good thing. I get hot with one of the viewers. Yeah, you know what? That's <laughs> something we talked about next year. We want to implement something with uh, us getting to hunt with more of our viewers. Um, yeah. So that that's know. another thing, too. I know we, Joey talked about it. Um, hunting with our viewers, even getting viewers from different regions, like on the show with us, you know, yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, you know, guest of the month, hunter from wherever and how, you know, they hunt. Um, but I don't know if you're listening to this. I mean, we're definitely looking to, you know, get more people on the show that, you know, the, the hunter, the actual yeah. hunter, you know, the, so sharp. How's your off season going to look? Um, North Carolina, my farm, I'm going to be doing some plant propagating, um, right in the mountains up there. So I'm going to do a lot of fly fishing, probably some turkey hunting. I may, may or not 
be uh, getting a snow goose guiding job. So I got to kind of see about that. I'm going to talk to a guy tomorrow. Um, and then I really want to practice on my calling. I really want to, I want to fine tune my calling a bit more. Um, I'm at, I'm at a guide level, you know, but I'm not, I don't want to start getting more up to competition level. I just want to really get sharper, crisper notes to where, you know, you don't have to be the ultimate caller to kill birds. It's just knowing when to make what kind of sounds. But there is that time where if you know how to use everything on the call, it can help you more than just making sounds. Just being a master in your craft. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to kind of start reaching out to people um, and talking. Stomp's going to be one of them. Probably Mr. Bill's going to be the other. Because I, I was like, going to say, we, we know some guys. Yeah. So I'm going to reach out to those guys and kind of start start working on that stuff. Just getting better. You know, there's always room for improvement. improvement everything yeah. Over how I can make myself a better guide, how I can make myself a better head guide, what I can do you know, with my guys and just how to help my outfit overall in general. Yeah. You do any striper fishing? I'll do some. Yeah, yeah. We'll run up the river. It's, I mean, our striper fishing, it's like we run out to a spot, we fish for 20 minutes. If you don't catch any, we go back to the boat ramp. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm, I'm really looking to do some fly fishing. I'm going to take, Whenever I leave here, after we clean everything up, I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to go see my girlfriend. And the day she works, I'm going to take my fly fish rod and go hit <laughs> National Forest around around where she lives. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, man. I mean, I think other than that, I think um, me and Joe will be at the Duck Expo. I don't know, Sharp, if you can make it down, man. I'm definitely going to do Delta again. I may yeah. Got a bunch of points saved up, but I don't know. Dude, I want to do Delta again, but are not you going to compete in the Ducks? To me, the Expo, yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll blow me. Okay. And then the kids will blow me, and then they get a good blow in junior. They have a junior world there; they'll blow. Um, dude, I want to go back to the Delta Expo, but God, man, please have it somewhere besides freaking Little Rock. For the viewers, yeah, Little Rock. I'm sorry, but golly, that sounds scuzzy as hell. Well, we stayed in the hood. Maybe we Yes, Chris. Nice place. <laughs> you know what? I will go back, but hey, me sharp pick the hotel. <laughs> I'll fork a I'll fork out a little more dough. So but- hey, here's the thing. We all saw Little Rock. I don't think you're gonna find a a hotel. Yeah. Besides okay, I without a freaking sketch laying on the freaking I what do you call it? I stayed in the Hilton and it wasn't that bad. That was really nice. Well, yeah, I went back. I'm like, listen, Which one? because well, you y'all left. left. Yeah, y'all we left were... day early, and I had my flight was the next morning. Yeah, so I we uh, took more of the Hilton. I, I wasn't gonna let him back. sleep not sleep by himself in that hotel. <laughs> yeah, Yo, we saw yeah. there was like blood in the elevators. <laughs> there was oh, bullet God. holes out of the outside of the parking deck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know about y'all's downtowns, but if you go to downtown Dallas, downtown. Iraq, out downtown Afghanistan. Yeah, or <laughs> you know, they're nice hotels. If anything, they're the expensive hotels. The ghetto hotels are outside the city limit. Yeah. Outside the city, but so I'm assuming, okay, it's in the city. Like, okay, it'll be nice. The pictures they made look nice. 
But uh, I guess we got catfished with the hotel. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go back. Um, I liked it. I is, is, yeah, I did. I, you know, I like those expos. Is it going to be in? Um, I'm pretty sure it's in Little Rock. They have like yeah. something going on. So it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the last year that DU, uh, Dex Expo will be in Texas Motor Speedway unless they redo another contract. But I know it was a. Yeah, a, I think they bounce around in different regions every so, yeah. many, so many years. Um, so this yeah. will be their last year here. And then I don't know where they'll go after that. But I mean, it's a good time, man. I mean, you can go shoot whatever you want. That's how I tried out tried out different shotguns, and um, and I thought it was cool. So, but um, yeah, man. If you if you make it down, chart. I mean, man, you guys are more than welcome to stay with me. So, um, just let me know if you guys make it down, or I know Joe will. But when is it? May. So, yeah. It usually is in April, but I think it's in May. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see what it's looking like. I really don't know what the hell my schedule is doing right it's, now. Um, it's May 11th. May 11th. May 11th. There you go. It's May 11th. Curry so, no. season will be over. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one to blow in. Yeah, yeah they, they'll have their competition there. Yeah. I'm I mean, gonna see what Stump thinks about what I sound like this weekend. And uh, listen, man, uh, I love Stump. <laughs> I love him to death. He's gonna say you suck. It's <laughs> very, very, very appeal, and it's, it's just is he is a very perfectionist. There's days yeah. where I sound good as shit. He's like, oh, I suck today. I'm like, all right, but I'm like, all right, like this call sucks. But I mean, that's just the way he's a perfectionist. He's always looking good. He's definitely. I'll tell you everyone. He definitely got. Me from blowing how I was in double reads when I first came up, calling just you know killing ducks to what I am now, and I'm st- I mean there's dudes way better than me still, but like I kind of can feel that I can hold my own, um, and you know I I can at least compete a little bit sometimes, but yeah he I mean he's definitely a good I'll I'll, I'll say he's a um. Uh, what do you call it? What's Rocky's coach and, and uh, Rocky's trainer in the, in the Rocky movies? The old guy, Adrian. No, Adrian's a wife. The he's a custom auto. He's a, he's definitely the custom auto of a duck column. God, what is his name? That's gonna bug me, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. He's a, he's 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 a he's a duck calling custom auto. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, man. If you make it down, let me know. Uh, Joe, I mean, you can stay with me, man. I got yeah. extra room too, yeah. um, and it's just me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. And then Char, if you come down, man, you're more than welcome to come. Um, but yeah, uh, man. I guess get ready for this weekend. Yeah, I'll see y'all in forty-eight hours. The last yeah. dance. The last yeah. dance, gentlemen. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Whole lot, man. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna record it because I know it's gonna be a whole lot of shit talking. Oh, dude, beer drinking, crawfishing, <laughs> duck shoot. I dude, I have a feeling in my heart that we're about to slay, we're about to slay him this weekend. Oh, bro, don't say mark, that. Mark Knock my words. You're slaying him. All right, you heard this. You heard this sharp. Big pressure on me. I better start scouting. <laughs> <laughs> I think conditions are gonna be good, bud. Conditions are gonna I'm, be good. Push back. Once we thaw out, they're gonna push back. Yeah, their yeah. conditions are gonna be good, gentlemen. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, hey, good yeah. being back on. We're gonna start hitting it hard again. And um, yeah, man, we'll we'll get back on and 
got some free time. <laughs> yeah. <know>. yeah. <laughs> but um, man, it was good having uh, getting uh, the boys back on the show, and then uh, uh, let's just get after this weekend. All right. All right. Good. Y'all have a good one. Hey guys. And like always, I want to thank Violent Honor Outdoors for what they do for our service members, first responders, and veterans. And I want to thank A Bear Custom Decoy Rigs. Like always, y'all have a good one and let Valor not fail. Mm-hmm.